0: DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in Frank Dolce, Utah Insider and Analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Smart Rain Guest Line. Best State Award winner, Smart Rain, is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controllers. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Frank, good morning. Hey, DJ. Good morning. Hello,
1: Frank.
2: Frank, I got one question for you. Yes. What was that Sky Ridge coach thinking at the end of the first half the other night, man?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turns out, there was a little miscommunication. I think the the uh, the true story is so for people who weren't watching that game, Sky Ridge and Corner Canyon. Sky Ridge had a fourth down deep in uh, their own territory. And um, and Corner Canyon was starting to take control of that football game. Skyridge needed to make something happen, so on fourth and long, in their own territory, they decided to go for it. At least make it look like they were going to go for it. And so they started doing a hard count. Well, all of a sudden, here comes the snap, and the Skyridge quarterback rolls out and throws it out of bounds. And, Oops. <laughs> <and it's, laughs> And and turn the ball over on downs. And I think what was supposed to happen was uh Skyridge give a hard count, try and draw a corner canyon offside, take a timeout or a penalty and punt the ball away. Gotcha. But but the snap uh was inadvertent inadvertently made and and then um you know, one thing led to another.
2: But DJ We now call Frankie D. We call him Jim Gray because he had the walk-off interview at halftime, and he stepped right up and asked the tough question, like you know that big thing Jim Gray did with Pete Rose, and everybody got upset. So now it's Frankie D. Is now Jimmy G.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope it wasn't inappropriate. I no, it had to be asked. Yeah, I just that's a horrible thing to have to ask it because everybody's like. I, you know, and and clearly, even the coaches were probably saying, "What in the world just happened?" So, Corner Canyon's pretty darn good. I mean, um they, yes, we they, are. If someone, yeah. If someone <laughs> plays, if someone plays a perfect game and Corner Canyon makes a couple mistakes, oh. which they they can do. You
2: mean like the and, Utes?
1: And, oh, gee, yeah. If that's they play a, a perfect segue, game, they
2: can beat Corner Canyon.
1: If. If the youth play a perfect game, they might have a chance against Corner Canyon. Yeah. Or BYU? <laughs> Corner Canyon may be the best team in the state. I mean Corner I think you know, the talk about winning the South of the Pac twelve, I might give it to Corner Canyon. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know they can handle Arizona and Colorado. Oh, for sure. And the <laughs> yeah. Devils
2: will just yeah. commit eighty two penalties, so they got them.
1: No kidding! Oh man, these teams can't stay out of their way, and especially the Utes can't can't keep the ball off the ground.
0: Do you remember giggling quietly and averting your eyes in horror as the Pac-12 North went one and five the first week? And now it turns out that might be the tougher division.
1: Oh, it's the tougher division. Ugh. I think the South is the South is a mess. Um, Oregon State shot right up in my book i mean they they look i we i don't know anything about usc still they're under duress but but uh oregon state looked really good uh i like the way that they played and coach smith has that team seems to have that team on track so i wouldn't be surprised if if they're kind of in the conversation um at the end of the year i i'm still a little soft on washington oh for um, sure yeah yeah, I think a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Washington broke out." I mean, they didn't beat anybody. So, <laughs> I I just think that's that's. I'm still still kind of soft on that on that program. Oregon still looks like Oregon still looks like the team. Washington State clearly beatable. So, and Stanford, um, Stanford is. I mean, Stanford is is going to be one of those roller coaster teams. It seems like to me, one week they're going to be really good, and one week they're going to get beaten, and. And probably end up somewhere middle of the middle of the North. So, I, I still think the North is the more powerful of the of the divisions. The South just seems like a mess right now. Yeah, I would agree
2: with that. But with that in mind, I think that obviously this isn't Utah's strongest team. So, if for no other reason that you're not as bad as the other teams or as inconsistent as the other teams, now it remains to be seen that they will or won't be. We don't know that, but go ahead and win it, because uh, even if you're just not as bad as the other teams, what difference does it make? And then you're looking, you really can't count last year, at least I don't, and you will have won it uh, three out of four or if you don't want to count last year, three in a row. So even if it's not your best team, the opportunity is there, so why not take advantage of it?
1: Oh, no no question about it. To me, there are four teams that could win the could win the division. Um, Colorado and Arizona are just—they're not going to do anything. They—they they won't be in the conversation at all. Uh, maybe they'll win a game somewhere along the way, but—but but, uh, I just don't think they have anything anything going this year. So, right. so there are four teams that I think have a, le- a legitimate shot at, at winning the South. I guess I would put—I guess I would put Arizona State up top, but it's like kind I of like oh, not, not yet. I'd go with the Bruins. Running, uh,
2: um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Bruins mean, got the two the, best wins in the in the division right now. It is LSU and Stanford on the road. So I would I would put them I put out my Pac-12 South rankings the other night and I had uh the Bruins number 1 and then I had a three-team tie for 5th and a two-team tie for
1: 6th. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I think you could do um, I think you could do a four-team tie up top and a two-team tie at the bottom. I mean, I think you could figure, like, the, those those four teams, anyone can win the division out of those four teams. Uh, just any given, any given Saturday. Utah could beat UCLA. I, I don't think there's any question. Utah can beat any of the teams in the South. I don't think there's any – I don't have any question about that. Agreed. Utah could lose to every team. Well – lose to at least you well, know, they're not the, lose to the bottom two contenders right so so uh, it just depends who it who has their who is on their game you know, on that particular matchup so you know maybe dorian thompson robinson throws three interceptions against utah and utah figures out a way to hold on to the football and they win that game right i mean i think that's going to be that that kind of is is going to be half how it has to go and i think utah could harass USC, I mean, USC has shown its weakness. Arizona State kind of, like you said, shoots themselves in the foot. So maybe you just have to wait around until they make a mistake and then yeah. you just take advantage of it. Right. So, but, but Utah's in the same boat. I mean, Utah could put the ball on the ground three times um, and, and, get, and then be, be bad at the line of scrimmage and get pushed around a little bit. I mean, they've shown that. So it's just a, the, the South is really is really funny this year
0: thought the offensive line did a little bit of pushing around against Washington State, and I don't want to build Washington State up to be all that, but for an offensive line that hadn't done enough of that, the O-line couldn't control how many times the ball hit the ground. But the O-line did open holes, and they did get rushing yardage, so baby steps, mm, but that was a positive.
1: I think it's positive. I think you're right. And sometimes you need to beat up on beat up on somebody a little bit to figure out that's how you do it and utah hasn't been able to do that until washington state but the at the offensive front i still think there are issues up there that need to be corrected and utah was still subbing guys at that trying to find find the right five so i i do think they took a step forward there i i did like the way they ran the ball especially at times um but like you said that the, the the three fumbles put a real damper on that afternoon. And if you don't have those three fumbles, maybe you're talking about Utah scoring another 14 points, and then the game looks a lot different. And maybe you don't come out with so many questions. But, but the three fumbles are critical. And uh, if that's going to be a continuing trend, then Utah's just going to r- really struggle to win football games.
2: What did you think of a rising, somewhat an uneven? I thought he might be better in his first start this year.
1: I think we were all hoping he would be better because um, he he did so well against San Diego State or he provided such a spark against San Diego State. And so, I mean, I think the expectation was probably that he would come in and throw three touchdowns and throw for 250 yards and – you know 65 70 percent completion all the all that good stuff be really secure with the ball and he looked uneasy i thought he looked uneasy uh he did some good things there's certainly stuff to work on and i i you know i just don't know what goes goes into that if he was uptight about the game um or or whatever it was i'm i'm sure it wasn't a lack of preparation so you know, I'll give him a passing grade on that one. Uh, It seemed like he just did enough, but, but for Utah to be, I mean, I think the formula is still the same for Utah. Powerful running game, get the running game going, beat up the defense at the line of scrimmage, high efficiency passing game. And now I really like that Cam Rising brings the ability to run the ball from the quarterback position. I think that's, I I think that puts the defense, you know, makes the defense really uneasy. So if he can clean up the passing a little bit um, and get to that 60, 65% completion, um, use his legs, be secure with the football, I think Utah has a pretty good shot. Um, It's just just cleaning that stuff up. And, And then that's the other thing I was saying, like it still needs to be cleaned up at the offensive line. I'm not sure that rising has a, you know, 100% comfort level behind his offensive line. I think they've just been they've just been a little soft up front um, to, to gain that trust of the quarterback. So we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously, I have an off week this week, but we'll see how it goes on the next outing. But like that that offensive line still needs a little work.
0: So how do you sort out the running backs after they seem to have run through pretty much all the running backs? <laughs>
1: The truth is, I would start Pledger, I think. <laughs> I mean, he seemed like, and who knows, I mean, it could be the time of the game. Or it could be that Utah just figured something out. I don't know. But he just seemed like the most dynamic in that game. And so I think he's earned himself a spot. And he certainly didn't put the ball on the ground. Uh, I think Makai Bernard is super steady. And that was kind of an unfortunate, unfortunate deal. I don't know what to think about Tavion Thomas. I mean... It seems like every time he touches the ball, it's coming out. And I know that it came out after the play, but it's just like it's become habit. And so he seems like a super talented guy. And maybe you try and find him reps when um, in less critical kind of offensive series to get him some confidence. But uh, at this point, it seems to me that... Pledger and Bernard would be my top two guys. And I might even lean toward Pledger because he was so dynamic against Washington State.
2: How do you think that when it's time to play, you've got to play, right? The game is going to be scheduled. It's trivial in the big picture relative to a player dying. But how do these guys shake that off? Because, man, what a tragedy. And I don't know how you do that.
1: No, it is, tra- it is tragic. And, you know, we've been thinking about it a lot, obviously, and, and all of the circumstances surrounding it, um, you know, with, with the the link to Ty Jordan. And I mean, it's all, it's all um, it's just strange and tragic, like you said. So, but I think that, that uh, these guys to be in a, in a in the middle of a team in in the middle of a season in the middle of a team atmosphere with all of your guys around you I think that's going to be really helpful for all of those guys to work through all of this whatever they're you know whatever they're going through right now and guys will manage it manage it differently but if I had to manage something like this alone versus managing it with you know 85 or 100 other guys and I'm pretty close to I think I would rather have a, a group around where we could work through it. And so um as tragic as it is this may be the best case scenario for the team to work through something like this and and try and figure out how to uh move forward appropriately and and honor um low and his memory and and figure out a way to manage the rest of the season it's it's just a horrible horrible situation and it just kind of hangs hangs all over you i i was in a situation in high school um when uh we had there was a player on an opposing team who had a heart attack in the middle of the game uh excuse me right at the end of the game they they called the game and he ended up passing away. And, I mean, that's just something that, that it just hangs on you for the rest of the year. I mean, it's really hard to shake that. But, um, but to have a bunch of other people who are going through the same thing around you seemed like it was pretty helpful. Frank
0: Dolce joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, I want you to address the question of the day. BYU's joining the Big Twelve. We don't know if they're right. going to have eight, nine, or ten conference games. I would guess nine, but there's an argument for eight and ten. Should they continue to play Utah and or Utah State? What do you think?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'm I'm always a fan of the in-state rivalry, but uh, like I I like to see Utah play BYU, and I like to see Utah play. Utah State regularly. I like those games. I think those are fun games to 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 be a part of. So, yeah, I'm in favor of it. But I don't I also don't feel like if one of the teams takes a year off or wants to schedule something else for a year or two years or whatever and take a break, that doesn't bother me at all. Like I have I'm completely indifferent about that. I don't understand <laughs> the rivalry craziness that you, you know, you have to play every year. And if you don't play it, then you're ducking somebody or whatever the, the argument is. I feel like the rivalry games and the in-state games should be regular occurrences. And maybe you only take, uh, you know, a, a two-year hiatus at the most. But if there are other circumstances that arise. And you have an opportunity to play somewhere else or someone else or something that's meaningful for the program, then by all means, go do that. And and then we'll re you know you 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 start up the rivalry game when it's appropriate or the in-state game when it's appropriate. So uh, I like it. I think it should be played regularly. I have no issue when it's not played.
0: Frank, we'll leave it right there. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: Hey, great to talk to you guys. Yep, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Frank
0: Dolce, are you the insider? Hear him on all the shows all week long right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receivers, coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olson
1: and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach at BYU, Kalani Sataki.
0: I gotta tell you, coach, if I would have had these built bars when we were at BYU, I would have got better grades. You know, Hanson, whenever I hear the word hangry, I think the definition of it should be your picture. Because when you were in college and you were hungry, you're probably the worst guy to hang out with. And we just knew that to throw you something to eat and you would be (laughs) in a better mood.
1: Imagine if you would have just
0: had all these protein bars available to you. You would never have a day of being angry at all you had a great grade and you had had a great experience <laughs> overall because we know one thing when Hans is hungry watch out everybody tread lightly I'm hungry
1: Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 975 1280 the zone in the
0: zone sports Network Football Fridays presented by Stonehaven Dental Stonehaven Dental they say yes yes to free exams yes to x-rays. New patients, flexible appointments, say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. All right, question of the day. BYU's headed to the Big 12. They're not going to need to schedule 12 games anymore. They're going to have a conference schedule. That's a minimum eight games, maybe nine or ten. It'll be booked. So, what should BYU do with the Utah and Utah State Series? In-state rivalry games? Who's up for them? I think they should tell Utah, don't call us, we'll call you. Well, Adam does say, USU, yes, Utah, poo-poo, and beneath us. Yeah, now we'll have that. I'm so
2: looking forward to that rivalry now, intensifying between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 in our market. The only market in the country that will have the Big 12 and Pac-12 in it. I like it. Yeah. So there'll be that constant rival. Constant conflict. Between the two. So
0: many topics.
2: Yeah, because a lot of those places, you know, Oklahoma, for instance, you had, now they'll have the SEC going forward. But I don't think that the Big 12 is going to look at the SEC and say, we're better than you in football. So there won't really be a discussion there. But for years, it was the same conference, like it was here.
0: Right. Like it is in Los Angeles. But in Texas and Oklahoma, some of those debates will continue on, depending on how good the local teams are and how good the conferences are. But we're assuming right now that with 16 teams, the SEC will summon up, with all that money, national contenders every year. Right. So it's going to be hard to talk the league down. Any individual teams can fall on hard times, but somebody else ought to rise up you got too many brand names with big budgets.
2: And they're paying outrageous amounts of money to get the results that they get. So, yeah, it's going to be. Maybe it is in Alabama forever, but it'll just be replaced by somebody else.
0: Auburn or Georgia or Florida or LSU or Oklahoma or Texas or Texas A&M. That's a lot of big brand names and big budgets. Yeah, for sure. And maybe somebody gets it going in the other half of the league. But if not, well, somebody's got to be the bottom half of the league anyway. Right. But here, going forward, it'll be fun
2: to just bounce back and forth between these two leagues in football. Basketball will settle more of itself because a lot of these teams go to the NCAA tournament. I think that you look at... uh, Oklahoma, I think the Big Twelve sent seven. They only had ten. There was only ten. I think they said seven of the ten went last year. Oklahoma was like nine and eight in the league, maybe sixteen and eleven overall, and they still
0: went to the tournament because of the strength of the league. So when uh, we went down to BYU for the announcement. Bob Bowlesby, the uh, commissioner. ba, 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 Bowlesby. I had mentioned on the air, well, they're always top three, and in plenty of years, they're the best conference in the country. But they're always top three. And then he listed. they're better and, than the Atlantic Division sometimes. And then he was having, right? <laughs> and you told. Don't let him break down the Atlantic. No, Gordon division. told me. Yeah, I know. Gordon told you, yes. Yeah, like in 2002? Don't, don't let him break down the Atlantic Division. That was an unfortunate segment during the lockout. Those were <laughs> those were troubled times. I remember it well. I was like, DJ, did you just... Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. I'm guilty. But Bulls, pointed out, they've actually been one or two. They haven't dropped to three. No, they're really good. The Big good. Ten and the ACC are the only leagues I think of on par with them, and it turned out that one of those leagues had been better than them, but not both in the RPI over almost a decade. Right, and that gets settled in the tournament.
2: Yep. Well, football is far more subjective. It's and fluid discussion. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. I look forward to doing sports radio in two years when that thing happens in twenty three. Uh, going forward here to just banter back and forth between those. And I have an obvious bias towards the Pac-12, so I certainly want to see them do well, but you've got to go uh, the do where it's due and all that stuff, the credit where it's due. And so if the Big 12 is better, so be it. Uh, but we'll have that fun stuff here. But as far as BYU and Utah, if I'm U- B- BYU's perspective – I award the loyalty that Utah State has shown. They've played them every single year. They didn't play last year, but we understand those circumstances. And they allowed them. They scheduled in November multiple times, I think in 15 and 16. I remember we were talking to Matt Wells about that. And then obviously the Friday night before the church conference weekend, which is what we've got here uh, this very week. And it's fun. It's a tradition. It's carved out a tradition that works because BYU and Utah for decades was at the end of the year. Then they have moved to the first game. Then it's the second game. Then it's the third game. Then they move back when you're there. Well, generally speaking, overwhelmingly, BYU-Utah State is that Friday before the church conference. It's like, okay,
0: fall is now here. (laughs) <laughs> these, these two teams are playing each other on I that I Friday night. I cannot describe October as summer, no matter how hard yeah. I try.
2: Yeah. We can linger in September. Yep. But when they play, and then we know we got church uh, hours upon hours on Saturday. I don't know how you guys do it, but good for you. And uh, then you do it again Saturday night and then Sunday, and, and it's become a tradition. So, I don't know that you can keep that tradition because I don't know what they're going to do with the Big 12. You may have to move it because they may just say, tough, BYU. We're going to accommodate you no Saturdays, but we ain't accommodating you Friday. (laughs) I mean, no Sundays. I mean, Uh, we're not going to accommodate this. This This is conference weekend. Has a new meaning now. <laughs>
0: it means we're playing a conference. I don't know that. Maybe they can. I I expect that discussion was had before they joined the league. I expect there'll still be a Friday night game. TV partners like Friday night. Yeah, but games I'm talking Utah new State. Yeah. I, I, who cares think- if it's if it's not Utah State? I mean,
2: we care. But I'm talking about the tradition that Utah State has established playing BYU on that Friday before the church conference. If it's a conference game. So be it. Yeah, BYU can yeah. play Friday. But it's been cool that it's been Utah State. You can set your watch by it. You mark the calendar. Okay, fall is here. We're in October. These two teams are playing. Then there's church here the next two nights or two days, and and you just know it. I mean, it's, it just feels like it's the thing to do. I would like to see it continue if it can't. All right, so be it. But I would be awarding, if Utah State is wanting to it, allow them to say, if you want to play us every year, we're going to play you. I have more loyalty from BYU's perspective towards Utah State because when we were independent, they were there for us. Utah wasn't. If they had a sexier name, sorry, can't play you. We not play Fresno and Michigan or Wyoming and Michigan, but well, hell no, we can't play BYU in Michigan. That's just too—they don't realize it by they're, by saying that. They're just telling us, man, BYU is really good. So the the fan, some of the fan base tries to discredit BYU, but your athletic administration is saying they're too tough when we play Michigan and Florida. We can't do it. So you try to discredit them, they're a nothing piece of crap football program. Meanwhile, your administration is saying, no, they're really good. We can't play Florida and BYU. No way. That's way too much.
0: We got an Aggie fan here saying they should play, but he's ready for BYU to freeze Utah State out. Utah State at Iceman, at Jack Dunbar, ancient history here's why they stopped playing Utah State the last time. Maybe this is why BYU wouldn't play us again. And he sends us clips about all the stories that were done about the breakup of the Skyline Conference and oh. Utah State getting left behind in the whack. Now, I mean, if, if, you're going on half a century plus. plus. Skyline years. Conference. Hey. The skyline. The, now, 1962. Okay, I'll take it from York, but I won't take it from you, PK. You love people who hold grudges. This guy's holding grudge for decades. I don't know what the grudge was. I mean I and I'm not interested in knowing, so I don't know about it. BYU and Utah departed the Skyline Conference in nineteen sixty-two to form the WAC. It's been that long and they're holding the grudge for that well, long. I wish
2: BYU would have held the grudge towards ASU then because they left and they wouldn't have lost the other day. So that'd been great. But they yep. didn't. BYU is a forgiving community. <laughs> there it is. You're so pleased with yourself. <laughs>
0: Give him a minute.
2: (laughs) So, I think they owe Utah State the right for Utah State to reserve to play BYU. If Utah State says yes, they owe man. They were there for you. Utah wasn't there for you. They played Michigan. They couldn't play BYU when they played Michigan. It was just too tough. We're not that good of a football program.
0: They're, they're incriminating themselves and they don't even realize it. That was exactly the message. But they weren't that far removed from five and seven seasons. And they anticipated BFD. difficulty moving it. I get the Big Michigan. Big deal. I get the Michigan. And Michigan deal. was five and seven the one year. Right. But when you schedule it, you don't know that Brady Hoke's going to run the thing into the ground. Okay. And get but at the same time, you don't know that they were I, one year removed from five and seven. You can't have a bowl. Both ways there, Sniggy. I get the Michigan thing, what I the Florida thing. Like, now you're good and you've had a run. You've got the runs, yeah. And it shows. you walk away from the rivalry.
2: You've got the runs. The history dictates you've got the runs. Stop saying that. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm just following up,
0: concurring with what you're saying. No, I am too. No, I think you saw a chance for diarrhea humor. And you ran to What am you. I, in junior high? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll just hold my hand up and plead guilty. I've laughed at a lot of junior <laughs> high jokes. I'm not going to say I haven't. I've never, I never went to junior high. Middle school
2: for you? No. What did you do? St. Peter the Apostle, 1 through 8. Oh, okay. There was no such thing. Got it. You just continued on until you were done with 8th grade. So I I don't have I I never experienced junior high, uh, so I would ha, I would reward the loyalty if Utah State wants a reward. If they don't, I think it's a great recruiting pitch for Utah State. We're gonna play BYU, and not like that other guy. We're not gonna duck them.
0: Hall Heisman says keep playing Utah. Sorry yeah. Utah State. But there are only three to four non-con games every year, so Utah State gets dropped. Yeah, but if Utah doesn't want you, you don't you're not in a position now and having to beg them. I was gonna say, you can yeah. easily
2: if move. If I'm on. homo, I say, hey, Utah, screw you. Okay, maybe not that straight. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> say what you mean. I got tired of them going on. Well, you know, we understand. Why didn't you just say, no, we don't understand. This is ridiculous. What's the matter? You can play Michigan, but you can't play us, and you claim your big boy football? I'd rather they speak the truth and be so conciliatory and uh, Ooh, conciliatory. friendly and all that stuff. Screw that, man. We don't need yous. On you, be the best press
0: conference ever. Yeah. We all go down there. Oh, and BYU no, no. fans would we, love it. We all go down there. <laughs> this would never happen. But we go down there. Tom takes the mic out of the stand. He says, so be it. Bleep him. Drops the mic and well, walks off. you can't off. swear takes down there. Takes no question. Even no, though he plenty could say bleep. of them
2: do swear. He could say bleep. But you can't. The, the The first row guys in the suits would get all upset. And the old church ladies would get all upset. Furious. Except for when they were the ones doing it. Uh, yeah, but meanwhile, the rest of them do. I know plenty of Mormons who drop the S-word. I'm calling it like it is
0: right now. Which S-word?
2: I can't say it. <laughs> Just messing with you. What do you mean, which? Uh, there's multiple S-words? The Rory McIlroy word. Yeah, that one's not, that
0: one's not okay. <laughs> he can't go all Rory on you.
2: Go full Rory. <laughs> the didn't, full Rory. I like that. Didn't Isaac Rex's
0: dad get suspended? He did. Yeah. Because he Bleep told... you. Believe you all. He told to About 27 Hawaii fans scattered through the and end And they zone. deserved it, didn't they? What were they doing to him? I don't they know. They provoked him. Cascading Come on. Casting down upon him. How dare they? I always thought he got a bad break if it hadn't been such high production quality. Plenty of broadcasts wouldn't have had mics in the end zone. He got a bad break for violating
2: the honor code. He got a bad break. How about individual responsibility?
0: (laughs) He got a bad break. How about plenty of players have blurted out that word on a football field and not had it picked up by a microphone? So that makes it right. Gosh, I wish I was your kid. Bleep. (laughs) DJ PK. Coming up. We can discuss with Dylan Cawley, words he heard on the football field at Hawaii. We'll be here in about 15 minutes. Stay with us.
1: The The Big Show with
0: Jake Scott and Gordon Monson positive for BYU. If you look at it on paper, the rest of their schedule, I'm not saying that they're going to do it, but I would expect them to beat every opponent left, outside of Baylor. You're confident with that. Boise State, I'll listen to the argument there, but I'd still probably pick BYU at this point. They're getting a lot of support from their crowd, and the Boise game is in Provo. Washington State, I'd certainly pick BYU. UVA, I'd pick the Cougs. Idaho State, Georgia Southern, certainly pick them there. And USC, it's a mess. So outside of Baylor, I would actually expect BYU to beat the rest of the teams on their schedule. Wouldn't that be something if they followed up what they did last year with, say, an identical record. That would be rather amazing. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7.
1: Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. In-state football games. You know, one thing we've kind of referenced this, we've talked about it in the past but not today. There's a lot of arguments for the in-state games. One of them is obviously the sellout crowds, the passion, the excitement, ease of scheduling. When you need a Friday night game on conference weekend, there's a lot of them. But it's six figures. Maybe it's a little over six figures to schedule a charter. Get a road game you don't need a charter for. It's like two jobs. We just had a bunch of layoffs at a bunch of businesses, including ones that employ you and I. And we saw it at schools. That's you and me. You and I. You and me. Yeah, you're right. Um <laughs> I have to drop the UN that trick from middle school that you didn't go to. It's a couple of jobs. hundred grand is nothing to sneeze at. Maybe it's hundred thirty grand I would Although you sneeze at six hundred grand. No, I was stunned in a near No, summit. no, you
2: didn't sneeze at 600. No, I did not. Wow. Six hundred grand to six hundred grand. Wow. No,
0: no, that no, that was a sneeze. You kinda went man. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> you saved the school 600 grand? 600,000. Wow. Yeah, that, wow.
2: that wasn't near Wow! the wow. response. Should have been, wow!
0: But no, well, uh, I was stunned. You, yeah.
2: No, you weren't. That's not stunnation.
0: Okay, I will handle my emotions. You were signing me on my emotions when they were clearly just audibly heard there. <laughs> Paycheck is why I live in Utah. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah.
2: Yes. And that's multiple high level paychecks, I might add. Accurately. I got a big TV. Of course you do. Yeah, I think it's you, man. It's unbelievable. And the Armani suits, i of control. <laughs> Armani suits, you got so many of them, you just carry them around town randomly. Oh, man. You carry suits around. Who carries their suits around town in crosswalks?
0: You do. Yep. <laughs> About 100 degrees out. Didn't want to sweat on the Armani. Why? You were probably only wearing it three or four times and then throwing it away. I don't want to look bad the third time. <laughs> <laughs> Think get through. It a pain in the ass. You know that, right? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> well, I just want to be clear.
2: So rude. You try to be a loving friend and that's what you get back. What? Ease. What's what? the point? Why even try? I agree with you, man. It's going to be cost effective, it's fun community loves it. I think most of the fan bases love it. I think most of the fan base for Utah wants to play BYU. Yeah,
0: and I think most of the people who complain about it love to have it to complain about.
2: That's interesting.
0: Play the games.
2: Beating BYU is far more fun
0: than beating random fill-in-the-blank school. Yeah. Northern, Northern Illinois. Louisville. Northern Illinois. <laughs> it doesn't resonate. No. They played a great game once upon a time with Louisville. Nobody ever talks about it. And plus, <laughs> it's also easier for
2: you as a fan, obviously, to go to that other team stadium. Yeah. Extra game you get to go to if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. And there's nothing better than winning in your rival stadium.
0: Quieting the crowd is always good. And the that's only thing the that sucked crowd. about
2: 77 last year, there's nobody there.
0: Yeah. No crowd to quiet.
2: Yeah, a few years back, the uh, I think it was it might have even been a Thursday night. The Utes went down to Sun Devil Stadium and just kicked the crap out of the Utes. And one of the Ute people was saying, "Oh, look at this, man! It was a Thursday night. Look at this. There's n- nobody here. All the Sun Devil fans have left. Well, yeah, because they're getting drilled. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's a school night, work night, and they can go home." So why would you stay for a beating? It only stands to reason the place will empty out. Yeah. Like when they went back and played Michigan that first time, there was a big lightning rain delay. Yeah. The Utes were killing them. And the only people who came back after the delay were the Utes because fans. they didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. They didn't they couldn't go home. So if Damn. you went on the road and blow out a team, those Fans are going to leave, so it's It's something going to be more fun.
0: Every TV director knows the game is getting out of hand. There's nothing left to say, nothing left to talk about. Everybody knows where it's going. There's the shot of the crowd, and you see the people walking up the aisles to the tunnels.
2: And that's fun. 54-10 to came down in Provo. Where? Down air. (laughs) And so I can't remember the game. I remember all the fumbles and stuff and the turnovers. But I'm, my guess is most BYU fans said, the heck with this. And so UU fans stayed right to the glorious end. And you can't do that when you're playing, as many of you can't do that anyway, somebody else. So there's all sorts of advantages. But at the same time, BYU and Utah, they don't need each other. Now, in two years, the level of needability is the same. And it's not there. It's only if they want to,
0: and if they don't want to, hey, I'm fine with it. Well, there is a certain trend that we've seen with the Utes, and I do think it'll come down to who they're getting assigned and how far out they know who they're playing. Why? What the heck's the difference? Because they really do want to manage how hard the schedule is, and you're well, right. Then the difference just play might three be and the in, well, I was about to say they'll play the ten alliance games, a Mountain West team, and a Big Sky team. Then call it good. Sorry, we can't fit you in. And the Mountain West team, as we've seen for a decade, won't be Utah State. They'll play San Diego State. They'll play Fresno State. They'll play San Jose State. Wyoming, they're going to make a trip to Wyoming. Wyoming. How freaking stupid is that? Uh, How about Hawaii?
2: (laughs) How about BYU and and Utah in Hawaii
0: so it doesn't count as the 12th game? You can play 13 that year. Yep. I like it. Except there goes the bye week. Or maybe you can schedule it in that week zero thing. Open up earlier. Do it. Or
2: do it the Friday before April conference.
0: <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> spring football game. <laughs> right? Against the rival in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> do it the April the Friday. Other before sports the April get to conference. do that. They send out their press releases and the spring softball. How or unusual yeah. would that
2: be? You do it the the Friday before the April two day church stuff. I like it. Come on, in this day and age, in this day and age, you got to be innovative. BYU, you're all entrepreneurs down there, right? The football players of sociology. Everybody else said we got two majors:
0: sociology and entrepreneurship, right? Dylan Colley, former BYU wide receiver, joins us next. Stay with us.